Thank you for listening to TMA's Practice Well podcast. TMA, helping you improve the health of all Texans. Hi, I'm Cheryl Kroviak. I manage the TMA Practice Well podcast channel, where we strive to provide physicians a reliable resource with quick tips and insightful discussions on the business of running your practice. As we continue to do more online and virtually, some things have transitioned easily and are becoming the new norm. A good example is virtual interviews. These have become more common in recent years and now really is the standard in the hiring process. Virtual interviews, though, come with new challenges. In today's podcast, two guest speakers from TMA's Practice Management Services will dive into tips to help you make the best first impression in your next virtual interview. TMA has a long, proud history of promoting patient rights, advocating for physicians, and providing real solutions for your practice. We can accomplish so much when we unite in one voice. Call the TMA Knowledge Center at 1-800-880-7955 or visit TexMed.org to find out how you can join or renew your membership today. Welcome to How to Ace a Virtual Interview. I'm Lena Loomis, Manager of Publications and Special Projects with TMA. I have 10 years experience in publishing and project management and have had to recruit and vet authors as well as develop relationships with physicians and various leaders through technology. I've invited along Molly Mailman, a practice management consultant, to share her experience and tips on how to successfully interview. Molly has 10 years experience in healthcare, working within hospitals and specialty-based outpatient practices. Her expertise includes financial reporting and analysis, budget forecasting, operational efficiencies, and strategic planning. Please understand that TMA provides this information as general information. This is not a substitute for the advice of an attorney. Our agenda is going to be discussing what is virtual interviewing, the technology that you'll need, the proper setting to have a successful interview, the way you should dress or not dress, and proper etiquette, and great interviewing 101 tips on questions you might get asked and proper ways to answer those questions. A virtual interview or video interview or online interview is a job interview that uses technology to replicate the in-person process. Rather than traditional face-to-face, the interviewer and candidate will connect with each other online using video software. A video interview often follows the style of a traditional in-person interview, although there are several key considerations to keep in mind. According to a March 2020 survey, 
nearly nine out of 10 employers in the US, including Amazon, LinkedIn, and Facebook, have now adopted virtual interviewing as a standard part of their hiring process. TMA has been no different and have had to adopt the same strategy. Whether in person or virtually, your goal is going to be the same, to make a lasting impression that earns you that follow-up interview. However, virtual interviews present unique challenges, including the use of said technology, managing your setting, and the ability to effectively show enthusiasm and interest while selling your qualifications and sending that right vibe in the absence of that in-person interaction. It's a lot. Technology is going to be our first step because without it, really, there's no interview. So here's a quick checklist to get everything in order. For your internet, you'll need a wired connection or Wi-Fi. Either one is going to work, but using an ethernet cable to get that wired connection is my best recommendation. You're going to need one megabyte per second to access a lot of the platforms out there for interviewing. To check your download and upload speeds, which everybody should do, you can go to speedtest.net or Google Internet Speed Test, and there's one directly at the top. Thank you, Google. Instead of driving to your interview, you'll need a device to get you there. A desktop or laptop is best, but in a pinch, a tablet or smartphone can work. With that being said, I don't recommend a tablet or smartphone unless you have a proper stand or a tripod. It's not just your signal you have to worry about, it's gravity. Speaking from personal experience, you don't want your smartphone to topple over in the middle of an important conversation. For your camera, it's true that many laptops, tablets, and smartphones have them with the built-in microphone, and as an all-in-one device, it's really easy and convenient. But remember, everything should be stationary and solid. If your desktop doesn't have a camera, get a webcam. As someone who went from using their smartphone with a pop socket on the back you can push out and in to a webcam, I will never go back. For a microphone, you can get some really cheap headphones or earbuds that work really well. If you find that you're easily distracted by your surroundings, they're a great tool to have so you can stay focused and ignore the random noises around you. If you have a laptop with a camera, it'll have a microphone. If you do have a webcam, it should have a microphone too. There's really no need to purchase a standalone microphone unless you already have one or you just want one. There are some nifty ones out there. Something else to think about is the cleanliness of your computer's desktop. Is your background appropriate? Are there a million icons? Really, you just wanna close all software and apps on your computer to reduce notifications or if you might have to share your screen. You could have metrics to show off or a presentation you created, but the interviewers might not be interested in the open tabs in your browser, or they might be, and it could affect their decisions. A rule of thumb is if it's not needed during the interview, 
close it before it starts. Also, very important, test your camera, microphone, and internet before each interview. It's not always obvious if these things aren't working at first glance, and it'll save you a lot of headache. If something does go wrong, like you lose internet or your program freezes, make sure you have the contact information for the interviewer up during the interview so you can send them a message or give them a quick call without having to dig through your email. Technology is finicky. The more you test and prepare, the better your chances are for a successful interview. For software and common platforms, I did a search to see what they were, and there are a lot. The company you're interviewing for might have their own program, or they might use common platforms like Zoom, Skype, or Teams. Whichever it may be, it's okay to let them know you're new to the software and might need a minute to get familiar with the features. They'll appreciate your initiative to have a great interview on both sides of the screen. The important features to locate are going to be the camera, mute, share screen, chat, and leave buttons. They might not be in the same location for every platform, but these are pretty consistent. Pay special attention to mute and the camera buttons. You will want to know where these are in the event of an interview emergency, and there might be one. If you're using a platform where you have a pre-existing account, I'm specifically thinking of Skype, make sure the name that appears is professional. Stick with your first and last name. If you used a funny nickname in the past, Take the time to log in, check, and update it. I don't recommend using Avocado Toast Lover in lieu of your name. Things to consider before the meeting even starts is to turn on your camera, but mute your mic. This means you'll need to remain professional as soon as it starts. They won't be able to hear you, but they'll see you. If the interviewer is a little late, don't let them catch you picking your teeth or slouching in your chair browsing on your phone. Sit upright and ready to go at a moment's notice. You have what you need for technology, so now let's talk setting. Lighting is extremely important. Spend quality time to play with what you have to get the best results. Turn the camera on, turn lights on and off, and sit down. Ideally, you'll have a bright light overhead. And please don't sit with a window behind you. No amount of overhead light will help that look good. If there is a window in front of you, close your blinds so it diffuses the natural light. This also helps if you're wearing glasses to minimize the reflection. I speak from personal experience. If you're using the ceiling fan for your overhead lighting, that's perfectly fine, but turn your fan off. It reduces noise and disturbing light patterns. Limit your interruptions to prevent them from happening. This could be the TV, radio, pets, kids, cell phone, doorbell, chiming clocks, alarms, apps on your phone or computer, 
I'm sure I'm missing some, but there are many more. Turn it off if you're not using it, silence it if it's in the room, and leading to my next point, close your doors. Privacy is important, so the focus is on you and the interview and not what's going on around you. Interviewers should see a clean space in your background, so tidy up. Their view should be a clean wall or one that's nicely organized with art pictures, degrees, and accreditations. Again, turn your camera on and sit down. What's behind you? Do you have a plant growing out of your head? An ill-placed mounted deer? Or really distracting wall art? Temporarily move it for the interview if you don't want to move it permanently. And if you're not able to create a clean space for interviewing, use a virtual background. Pre-select the image and have it ready to go on your desktop or in your image folder so you can apply it when prompted, which is usually before the interview even starts. A great way to strike up conversation is to use a personal one. The interviewer might ask where it's from, and you'll have a great anecdote to share and icebreaker to get the interview going. A big don't for virtual backgrounds is not to fidget. You'd be surprised at how the simplest movement makes you disappear or chops off part of your face. That's just as distracting as any interruption or crazy wall art. As far as your dress is concerned, be professional the way you would for an in-person interview. Those rules don't change. Your clothes should be clean, pressed, wrinkle-free, and the same quality you'd arrive in as if it were in person. Solid colors do appear best on camera, so keep them simple and avoid busy and distracting patterns. Unfortunately, a lot of jewelry or large statement pieces can take away from the interview, so minimalism is key. Yes. Show your personality and be you, but be mindful of the camera. Don't depend on it to show the version of you you were hoping to share. Remember, that is kind of a downside of this whole process. You may be home, but don't look like you've just rolled out of bed. And by the way, don't conduct any interviews in bed. You'd be surprised how often that happens, and the interviewer will be able to tell and you'll be busted. Fix your hair, touch up makeup if you wear it, and take some time to compose yourself and just get it. And for everything that is near and dear to you, if you insist on not wearing pants or pajama bottoms, don't stand up, but please just wear them things beyond your control that might happen and you don't want to worry about your bottom half or have to send apologies later on. Etiquette. Be on time. Absolutely. But arriving early looks a little different for virtual interviews. The platform the company uses might not have a waiting room or a stopgap set up to prevent you from interrupting an existing meeting. So if you log on early, make sure it's only a few minutes at most. Be mindful of the time. If the interview is running long and going well, 
acknowledge the expiration and ask if you can extend the interview or if it's time to reschedule a follow-up. Let the interviewer lead, but being respectful of their time will leave a positive impression. Remember, the camera needs to be on the whole time. You went through the lengthy process of setting it up, making sure the background and lighting was perfect, and that you are looking good. So don't be afraid to show off. Let the interview interviewers see you sit up straight with feet on the floor and head and shoulders squarely in the frame. A really important trick that might seem uncomfortable at first is look directly at the camera when, you're, when you speak. It makes sense you're going to look somewhere else a time or two and check on your appearance. But when you're answering a question or speaking to the interviewer directly, look at the camera and not the people on the screen. Practice beforehand if that sounds uncomfortable to you. You would make sure to make eye contact in person, so the same rules apply here. Manners, let's get to that. They will get you so far in both the real world and virtual world. Address the interviewer by their name and make sure to introduce yourself. Always say please and thank you. Something else to add to the long list of things to be mindful of is pause before you speak because there are often delays. Do your best to be engaged and to stay connected throughout the interview. Slouching is a surefire way to look disengaged and unprofessional. I hope this one is obvious. Don't rest your head or your chin on your hand. Remember, no elbows on the table. Now, I've invited Molly Mailman to give us a brief background on interview basics and tips and tricks. Molly, thanks for joining us. Hi, Lena. Thank you for having me. Interviewing is a topic I am passionate about, and I'm excited to share best practices with you all today. Let's begin by reviewing the basic components of an interview. We will tackle the dreaded tell me about yourself question, overview basic questions, and demonstrate how those should be answered. Additionally, we will discuss what questions you should have prepared for the interview and how to wrap that interview up. So the very first question an interviewer most likely will ask will be, so tell me about yourself or walk me through your resume. Many job searchers often do not know what to say and this is a cause for contention. Think about this question as an opportunity. This is an opening for you to set the tone and emphasize the points that you most want the potential employer to know about you. Don't waste the opportunity by simply diving into a long recitation of your resume. This is not the time to go into personal hobbies, but a high level overview of recent positions and how you qualify for this specific job. The ultimate goal for the interview is to find out enough about you to decide if you're a good fit for the opening. So keep it professional and tell them how qualified you are. Our speech tends to speed up when we are nervous. Remind yourself to talk slowly and clearly. Tell them why you're interested and show enthusiasm. Remember, interviewers want you to succeed. They want to find a qualified person as quick as possible 
and fill the role. They want to know who you are, what your expertise is, and why you are there. Aim to accomplish this within two minutes. My father was an emergency medicine physician for over 30 years. Every time he saw a patient, he would ask, why are you here? What do you want? When are you leaving? Now this is pre-patient satisfaction days, but the same key components apply to an interview. Keep it concise and to the point for success. Let's take a minute to go over things that you should not say in an interview. First things first, a resume rehash. Many candidates respond by launching into a long list of the resume from the very beginning. That can turn into a very, very long monologue, and it starts with the oldest and probably least relevant and least impressive experience. By the time you get to the good stuff, the meat of your resume, your interviewer has completely zoned out. Second, modesty. Many candidates are too modest. They reply with a humble or vague introduction that fails to clearly communicate their strongest qualification for the job. Some of these candidates aren't comfortable with selling themselves. This is the time to brag on yourself. Have your 30 second elevator pitch ready to go. Next, the first date approach. In job interviews, focus on who you are as a professional and less ask specifically about hobbies or outside pursuits. Do not overshare personal hobbies or the restaurant you went to last night unless you're specifically asked. And last but not least, the ramble. Candidates often flub this question because of overthinking. They may ask, you mean about my job experience or about my schooling or what information are you looking for? Asking for too much clarification only makes you look hesitant and confused. Stick to your professional background. If the interviewer wants to elaborate on anything, they will tell you, let them be your guide. And remember, do not be Michael Scott from The Office. This is character famously saying, sometimes I'll start a sentence. I don't even know where it's going. I just hope to find it along the way. Always have a point and do not ramble. Most interview questions fall along similar lines. If you practice the common questions, rambling will completely disappear. Now let's dive into some of the most fundamental interview questions and how you should answer them. No matter what position you're applying for, these general questions always pop up. For this to be most effective, I've asked Lena to role play as the interviewer. Lena, take it away. Gladly, Molly. Let me switch gears for a second. <clears throat> Why should we hire you? Your job here is to craft an answer that covers three things. One, that you can not only do the work, but also deliver great results. Two, that you'll really fit in the team and the culture. And three, that you'll be a better hire than any other candidate. Remember, do not be too humble here. So for example, you could say, for starters, I have all the skills and experience listed in the job description, and I'm confident that I can make an immediate impact on your company. It's not just my experience in the medical field, but also my passion for the industry that drives me to succeed. If chosen for this role, I will continue to deliver high quality work for continued success of your organization. That's a great answer. Now tell me, what are your greatest strengths? 
don't rattle off lists of adjectives. Instead, pick one or specific few qualities that are relevant to this position and illustrate them with examples. Stories are always more memorable than generalizations. And if there's something you're hoping to mention because it makes you a great candidate and you haven't had a chance yet, this is your perfect time. An example, one of my greatest strengths is my perceptiveness. I've always had a natural ability to pick up on changes in people's emotions by noticing body language or facial expressions. This is something that served me well over the past two years in a leadership position. When I was promoted to medical director, the unit was facing high turnover. I was able to identify when my team members were angry, frustrated, or stressed out and address the problem on the spot. What do you consider to be your weaknesses? What your interviewer is really trying to do with this question beyond identify any major red flags is to gauge your self-awareness and honesty. Strike a balance by thinking of something that you struggle with, but you're working on to improve. For example, maybe you've never been strong at public speaking, but you've recently volunteered to run meetings to help you get more comfortable when addressing a crowd. An example, I'm incredibly self-motivated and sometimes I find it difficult to delegate responsibility when I feel I can finish the task myself. However, when I became a manager in my last role, it became critical I learned to delegate tasks. To maintain a sense of control when delegating tasks, I implemented a system to oversee the progress of a project. This system enabled me to improve my ability to delegate efficiently. We'll have to see where you go with that if you're hired. So tell me about a challenge or conflict you faced at work and how you dealt with it. Conflict questions. These are very popular by interviewers. They're looking for evidence that you're willing to face these kinds of issues head on and make a sincere attempt at coming to a resolution. Stay calm and professional as you tell the story. Spend more time talking about the resolution than the conflict and mention what you do differently if the situation aroused again. Remember, stay positive. This is a behavioral interview question with the purpose to see how you deal with conflict. An example, when faced with the conflict, I like to ask questions and understand my coworkers perspective. This helps keep the situation calm, helps them feel like they're being heard, and after this, I found it's much easier to come to an agreement or compromise by both staying a lot calmer. Tell me about a time you made a mistake. The key here is to be honest without placing blame on other people. Then explain what you learned from the mistake and what actions you took to ensure it didn't happen again. At the end of the day, employers are looking for folks who are self-aware, can take feedback, and care about doing a better job. An example, one thing I have learned from past mistakes is when to ask for help. I have learned that it's far better to ask for clarification and solve an issue right away than to be unsure. That's a takeaway anybody can use. What's the time you disagreed with the decision that was made at work? The ideal antidote here is one where you handled a disagreement 
in a professional way and learn something from the experience. Sometimes there are conflicts between mid-level providers and physicians. Share your disagreement politely, but with data if possible, and then know where your hierarchy stands. It's okay to disagree. In the medical field, it comes up all the time. Just remember to be respectful. An example, the physician owner and I disagreed on the pending termination of one of our employees a short time ago. I wanted to spend time training him a bit more after he missed a few important clinical steps. The physician owner of the practice wanted to terminate him immediately. I presented to the owner that it'd be more expensive to replace him than to retrain. She agreed and we came to a middle ground. I think you need to add master negotiator to your strengths moving forward. So why are you leaving your current job? Keep things positive here. You have nothing to gain by being negative about your current employer. Instead, frame things in a way that shows that you're eager to take on new opportunities and that the role you're interviewing for is a better fit for you. If you were let go from your most recent job, keep it simple. Unfortunately, I was let go is a completely acceptable answer. Do not ramble here. Keep it short and to the point. An example, I'm ready for the next challenge in my career. I love the people I worked with and the projects I worked on, but at some point I realized I wasn't being challenged the way I used to be. Rather than let myself get too comfortable, I decided to pursue a position where I could continue to grow. Sometimes interviewers may ask you more personal questions. It's important to understand your rights and know whether it is legal or illegal to ask. Interviewers are not allowed to ask your country of national origin or your birthplace. They are not allowed to ask if you have a disability. They are not allowed to ask your religion, gender, or sex. Now, here are a couple examples that don't seem like illegal questions, but in fact they are. I'll have Lena play that role. So Molly, where around town do you live? Oftentimes, employers want to know how far your commute will be to an office. Data shows longer commute times affect how long one will stay with the company. If your address is already provided on your resume, they're allowed to ask this question. If it's left off and still asked, you can politely reply in a vague manner. A completely suitable answer can be as simple as not too far. This is a really family-friendly environment. Do you have any kids? This question comes up a lot. Usually it comes from a good place where the interviewer is really trying to connect with you. However, some employers worry about maternity leave and employing women in childbearing years. Employers also worry about conflicts and schedules if having to pick up or drop kids off for school. This is not a legal question to ask in an interview. You can answer this however it suits you. I usually try to make a lighthearted joke about it. For example, I don't think you're allowed to ask that with a laugh and a smile. Generally, interviewers go, oops, you're totally right, and they move on to the next question. Other items that are off limits and should not be asked are your age, marital status, or race. Questions like, are you a homeowner? Do you drink alcohol? Or do you have any outstanding debts are also illegal. So you are asking yourself what to do when asked an illegal question. Candidates have three basic options when faced with an illegal question. First, go ahead and answer the question directly. If you are comfortable with providing the answer, just respond and move on to the next question. However, remember that you are giving that information that is not related to the job and may be giving details that will impact you negatively. 
or two, refuse to answer the question. This is potentially a confrontational response and should be saved for questions that are truly offensive and invasive. If the question makes you very uncomfortable, you could respond with, that is a strange question. I haven't been asked that before in an interview. Why have you asked me that? However, if you're asked a number of inappropriate questions, you may need to reconsider the suitability of the job and the company. And third, the most effective response is not to answer the inappropriate question directly, but to determine the reason or the intent behind the question. Try to find out what the interviewer is really asking for by rephrasing, clarifying, or questioning. Put that back on the interviewer. Now let's switch over to questions you, the applicant, have for the interviewer. Depending on the role you are interviewing for, Questions can take 10% of the interview time or all the way up to 50% of the interview time. The more questions that applicants have prepared generally mean they're more invested in the opportunity. In my previous role, if an applicant did not have a single question prepared in the interviewer, I put them on the bottom of the list. Some common questions you should ask. Lena will be playing the role of applicant here. Lena, take it away. All right. Time for my applicant hat. Why is this position open? Is this a new role? Why did the former employee leave? What are the skills and experiences you're looking for in your ideal candidate? This provides great insight into the company and why the opportunity is available. Asking what skills is helpful because you can pick a few of the traits they are looking for and expand on. For example, if they're looking for someone who improves workflows, share a story how you did that at your last company. View this question as your layup. What are the biggest challenges that someone in this position would face? What are the most important things you'd like to see someone accomplish in the first 30, 60, and 90 days on the job? It's important to know what you're getting into right off the bat. For example, if the office is going through giant turnover and needs a lot of rebuilding, you can use that in your salary negotiations. Knowing what needs to be accomplished in the first 30, 60, 90 days will give you an idea of how much training will be provided. It will also show you how you'll be evaluated and key items important to the role. As a side note, that's such a great example of using what they tell you to your advantage. We forget we're interviewing them as much as they are us sometimes, which leads right to my next set of questions. What's your favorite part about working here? What's the culture like? What makes this company so great? What gets you most excited about the company's future? Lena, those are great questions. These questions show if there's enthusiasm from the interviewer. You want an invested leader in order to achieve success in a new company. Understanding a workplace's culture and environment is pivotal for long-term happiness and success. Ask the interviewer how long they've been with the company and why. This will show future growth options or new technology. Knowing the company mission and where they want to be can let you know if this is a good fit or not. Is there anything that concerns you about my background being a fit for this role? This is the most difficult question to ask, but necessary. I personally find it cringeworthy. Asking if there are any concerns in real time 
allows you to address those on the spot. This will make you stand out from other candidates and know what they truly are looking for. What are the next steps in the interview process? Can I answer any final questions for you? Great, Lena. Always ask what the next steps are. Oftentimes, there are several rounds with interviewers. Ask what their optimal time frame would be for a hire and when the next step may be. Asking if the applicant can answer any final questions is vital and shows the interviewer you are open and detail-oriented. Thanks for having me today, Lena. I hope everyone gains some insight for best practices for interviewers. Thank you so much, Molly. Those were great tips on how to answer common questions or not and a list of questions to ask. If you're new to interviewing virtually, practice, practice, practice. Ask a friend to perform a mock interview. Use your camera to record a video of you replying to questions and play it back. This is also a great way to catch mannerisms or habits that can be distracting. If you're not used to being on camera, it takes practice putting your best face forward. Practice pausing instead of using filler words and give yourself a few seconds to think before you respond. And as a, a two for one, if you will, these tips apply for in-person interviews too. Your takeaways are that having the right technology is gonna give you the best recipe for success. Spend time on your surroundings and your background. Make sure you look and act professional. Take time to practice and prepare such important questions in advance and rehearse your answers. Finally, I want to say good luck. With so much change happening and uncertainty, you're not alone. Thank you for tuning in for this TMA Practice Well podcast. Remember to like and follow to get our next episode. Until then, stay well.